0: Hi, my name is Carrie Martin, and you're listening to Prophecy Montana. I would like to divert your guys' attention to Revelation um, Verse or excuse me, chapter 14, verse 6, beginning with verse 6. And I saw another angel fly into the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him, for the hour of his judgment is come, and worship him that made heaven the earth and the sea and the fountains of water. So, um, and this this is actually in contrast to uh, another verse in Revelation 13 where it talks about uh, those who worship the beast um, because it describes the beast as a lamb-like creature that would then uh, make an image under the first beast on its behalf. Uh, we'll, We'll pick that up in verse 11 here. Uh, of Revelation 13, and I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb, and he spake as a dragon. And he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him, and causes the earth and them that dwell therein to worship the first beast, whose deadly wound was healed. That's interesting. You know, it's it, it it would be good to know what the first beast was, right? And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth that they should make an image to the beast which had the wound by the sword and did live. Now, of course, you know, when you're reading Re- Revelation, it's very symbolic. All these all these symbolisms, they mean things. And in order to decipher it, the best way to do it really is through the Bible itself, uh using using the different different codes in the Bible for example a beast you can read in Daniel chapter 7 that in fact it's uh it's a king or a nation and so um these beasts are nations which would rule upon the earth in fact in Daniel it mentions uh four major beasts in there and and a fifth one as well uh those beginning with babylon and then uh Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, and then eventually there would be what we know as modern-day Europe, but this beast here in Chapter 13 of Revelation is a different beast because for one It rises up out of the earth where all of the other beasts were rising up out of the sea and This one here um, is different in that uh, It doesn't show share any of any of the characteristics of the other beasts before it uh, because if you notice um, let's go back to verse one in Revelation thirteen. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw. Here, see, here's the sea. Now, it, in in Revelation here, it'll tell you what the sea it represents. It it represents multitudes, peoples, and nations. And, you know, an area of populace, a developed landmass, if you will, um, sophistication. Uh, and I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. And upon his horns ten crowns, and upon his names, excuse me, upon his heads the names of blasphemy. And the beast, w- the beast which I saw, was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth was as the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. Now this is interesting because if you read in Daniel chapter seven, it talks about the four beasts. There was a lion, a leopard, a bear, and a and a nondescript beast which we could even identify as a dragon. And so this was. Uh, a composite here in Revelation 13 is a composite of those four beasts found in wrote in Daniel chapter 7 and uh, and so this is that chiastic structure, which uh, is so important to understand especially in in prophecy because uh, the way this works is it'll describe something and then it goes back and re describes it and then goes goes back and then re describes it so multiple times it'll describe the same thing giving more detail each time Whereas many people, many modern um, readers of the Bible think that these are chronological uh, events that are taking place rather than all of, you know, um, similar events that are just, you know, having more description added to it. So, uh, and it says here in verse 6, and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name in his tabernacle and them that dwell in heaven. Blasphemy is basically... Uh, claiming to be God or claiming to forgive sins as God. That's the Bible definition of what blasphemy is. We're not interested in any other definitions, only what the Bible gives us, because the Bible does, in fact, interpret itself, and we have to get all of our interpretations from the Word of God itself. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. It was a persecuting power. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. He was a ruling power that... Um, particularly uh, didn't like the saints of God. He he persecuted the saints of God. This power did. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. So it's a religious sect as well. Whose names are not written in the book of life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. If any man have an ear, let him hear. All right. And then it goes um, into some 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 more descriptions of, of this beast. And then... Um, In verse 11, we read about this brand new beast, this brand new beast, this brand new nation that would come up out of the earth. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. Now remember all the other beasts, there was ten horns. um, And even in Daniel chapter 7, three of those horns were plucked up and replaced by a small horn that was more prominent than the other horns and spoke loud words against the most high, proud and blasphemous words. You know we're talking about the kingdoms of the H- here you lie, the Vandals, and the Ostrogoths being overtaken by the by the papal power and uh, replaced by by the pontiff himself, uh, speaking great words against the Most High. And so this beast here, though, however, in in verse eleven, says that he exerciseth all the power of the first beast before him and causeth the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. Now, first of all, you look at this description, it's a lamb-like beast. So what does a lamb represent? It represents Christianity, right? When has there ever been a nation born out of Christianity in the history of the world? Now, there's only been one, okay? And I'll tell you right now what that is, and that's America. And this lamb-like beast with two horns, these two divisions of power, that would always seem to exist you can almost subscribe just about anything you'd like to that the left or the right the Democrats the Republicans the north the south always always been this division it seems now I don't know if that's a hundred percent accurate description that's my take on it that's just me you know if if you find something else that you can uh, attribute to that you know it's not gonna hurt my feelings one bit now Just this microphone a little bit better all right so he exercises all the power of the first beast before him and causes the earth and them in verse 12 then them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed who was the first beast the one prior to that we just read about in revelation 13 there that was that composite beast that one that had taken uh babylon Medo, persia greece and rome uh, attributes elements of all of all of those different nations, and congealed them, you know, into a composite. And in fact, this is exactly what happened um, with the Roman Papal Empire. We have bits and pieces of Rome in there. We have the the Grecian gods and the um, and the different aspects of, of of the Grecian Grecian Empire and, and bits of Babylonian worship. You know, you see the, the, the fish miter hats. Where does that come from? That comes from Babylon, Babylon. And the the incense that is held in the, uh, the censer there as they walk down the aisles and uh, wafting it around. Um, a lot of the ideas, uh, a lot of the dogmas are definitely Babylonian. And there's some Medo-Persian influences that, in there as well. Um, And he doeth, um, in verse 13, And he doeth great wonders, so that he maketh fire come down from heaven on earth in the sight of men. All right, so fire in the Bible represents the Holy Spirit. It's a false incantation of the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, is what this is talking about. And possibly even a literal fire coming down from heaven eventually at one point. We're in these times right now. Uh, Much of what we read in Revelation is all historical. This just happens to be a present, um, you know, a, a a description of what's happened presently. Okay. And so verse 14, and he deceiveth them that dwell on the earth by the means of those miracles, which he had power to do in the sight of the beast, saying to them that dwell on the earth, that they should make an image to the beast, which had the wound by the sword and yet did live. What's the definition for a sword? You know, we know that that's the word of God, right? It was wounded by the word of God. This was the great Protestant movement that came out and spoke against all of the you know we remember Martin Luther right and the the uh, the, the what was it ninety five thesis that he that he nailed to the um, the, the Wittenberg door the, the castle Wittenberg door and uh, so <clears throat> so uh, what is this image? Well, this image is nothing more than 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 Sunday sacredness. This is this is uh, this is the Catholics own words themselves, uh, that their image, um, their mark of authority, uh, was in fact Sunday sacredness, and 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 they attribute um, the validity of this image, this this uh, mark, if you will, of authority, because the whole world uh, kept, keeps Sunday sacred, the whole world. This is their language in the book Faith of our fathers and um and in many other literature um, li- literature li- literature articles as well, tongues twisted, sorry about that, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as should not worship the image of the beast should be killed now here's where this nation takes a terrible terrible turn okay so it starts out as a christian nation a lamb-like beast that then would later you know speak as a dragon and so this is the problem that he had power to give life under the image of the beast that he would bring back these sunday laws is anybody out there familiar with the blue laws in this country look them up i think it'll be kind of surprising And uh, with this Green New Deal, with all of this stuff that they're doing, Laudato Si, the encyclical that the Pope sent out, the uh, uh, Fratelli Fratelli Tutti, am I saying that right? The Tutti Fratelli? I can't remember. I, I keep wanting to say Fruity Tutti. Terrible, isn't it? And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So this death sentence would be given out to... Those who would not worship the image of the beast. It's all about worship here, folks. Either worship God or worship the image of the beast. Now, remember in Revelation 14, we, we read about worship there too. But it said to worship him who made the, the seas and the fountains of water. All right? That's a return to the Sabbath. That's Sabbath language. The Creator. The Creator is the one that made Sabbath for mankind. Not mankind for the Sabbath. Remember that? And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now we read this in Deuteronomy as well, this right hand and this forehead uh, terminology where, uh, in fact, in fact, um, the right hand and the forehead represented um, our actions and our thoughts. And that's basically it. Um, It's not a barcode. It's not going to be a literal tattoo, who's going to line up for that? Who's going to do it? But but in, in fact, everybody is going to wind up having this mark. Um, almost everybody. And, and the punishment for not having it is the buying and selling. Now, have you guys noticed that during the pandemic, there was only certain people that were allowed to buy? You guys recall that? They had to do certain things. Remember what that was? If you wanted to enter a store, what did you have to do? I'm not saying that wearing a mask, is the mark of the beast? That's not what I'm saying at all. But it's it's a means to the end. It's it's something that they're doing to condition us into into um, uh, into accepting this kind of thinking, this new reality, if you will, this new world order, um, this new formation that they've that they've come up with, that no man might buy or sell, save that he had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now this is very compelling because you can't work and you can't, you can't sell your wares and you can't buy other people's wares unless you have this mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Now this is quickly becoming, now it's not immediately apparent because it it doesn't really seem like this is happening at the at, at this point in time, but trust me, behind the scenes there are powerful people already making maneuvers to pass these Sunday Laws to enforce them if you will. I mean they're they're already there on the books. All they have to do is enforce them. And here's how it's going to go. Perhaps they'll even say, "Well, this is going to be a nice family day. A, a great get-together. Um it's going to give the earth a rest." Did you hear when the pope said that the pandemic was as a result of of us mistreating the earth that uh that we have to give the earth a rest and those areas Which locked down. They were noticeably cleaner. In their pollution. There's no question about it. I mean there wasn't as many cars on the road. Not as much industry. I mean all of the reasons why you would see pollution. There was less of it. And of course you have the famous verse 18 here. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast. For it is the number of a man. And his number is six hundred three score and six. This is no secret that. Vicarious Filii Dei, the actual uh, name of the pontiff himself, is, um, and and that's the official title of all popes. You know, when a pope takes an office, when he gets crowned with that triple crown, that vicarious Filii Dei, right there on the front of the crown, that, that signifies who he is. He's the vicar of the Son of God. That's what that means in Latin, or the successor. The supplanter, the one who takes God's place. You ever thought of the word antichrist? Now think about this, because it says it in just plain language. Vicarious filii dei, the vicar of the Son of God, the supplanter of God, he who takes his place. Have you ever thought about how type and anti-type work in the Bible? Because the antichrist is not what it seems at first. Anti is not what people think it is at first. Now, what if I told you that Jesus himself was an anti-type? Would you think I was speaking pure blasphemies? Or is there something in the Bible that I could actually back that up with? See, because the typology for Christ was the Lamb. That was the type. That was a type of Christ. There are many types of Christ. If you, look in the, if you read the stories in the Bible, um, you, you can read these stories where, let's say, Samson. Samson was a type. He was a type of Christ. He was a, he was a judge, for one. He, he was gonna judge Israel. Did Jesus judge Israel? He was also a mighty man a strong man was Jesus a mighty man and a strong man um, Samson was a Nazarite uh, He was he um, he was consecrated as a Nazarite. He wouldn't drink wine um, Nor strong strong drink and uh, he took certain vows um, That uh, that set him apart from other people um, so uh, He also had his strength in his hair, which uh, which was later than cut off. He was sold by his wife for silver. Now, wasn't Jesus sold for the price of silver was uh, his strength taken away for a moment. And, um, you know, so the woman that Samson loved. Now, you got to put your spiritual ears on for this one, because the woman who's who Samson loved, sold him for the price of silver to his enemies to then die. And in in his death, he, he pushed down the pillars of the temple, killing more in his death than he did in his life. Killing more in his death than he did in his life. Now, we're asked to die to self, are we not? And Jesus, in his death, killed more than he did in his life. Now, I'm not talking about literal deaths. I'm talking about the spiritual deaths, the spiritual aspect of this whole thing. That's a type. That's typology. Okay. And so Jesus being the anti-type, he is the actual. Okay. The lamb was the type. He's the anti-type. That's how the Bible uses typology. Now, when you get into the beast, the anti-Christ, he's the, he's the, there's Christ, the actual. Now this antichrist he is the supplanter he is the one that takes the place of christ so it's claimed which it is very exactly claimed just as that in, in the title of the pontiff vicarius filii dei all right the vicar of the son of god the supplanter of the son of god the, the one who takes christ's place they make no secret about this they openly reveal it to the whole world this is why it's not such a big mystery it shouldn't be a big mystery Christians everywhere every I challenge you no matter what denomination you are right now look into the early beliefs of your church Christian Christian Church I'm not talking Jehovah Witnesses I'm not talking um, Latter-day Saints I'm not bashing Latter-day Saints and Jehovah Witnesses either okay now don't misunderstand what I'm what I'm driving at here I'm talking about Protestants that came out of out of that Roman or England or any of those powers over there that protested against the church itself. There's a lot of, there's several denominations that were, that were born after the major portion of the Protestant movement. Okay. Those are not the ones I'm addressing here. All right. So um, the Protestants all believed and and challenge me on this. Please do look into the beliefs of your If you're a Baptist, if you're a Presbyterian, if you're a Methodist, if you're a Lutheran, look into what they believed and who they believed the Catholic power was. Now, of course, there's a modern version that's pretty much taken over by storm universally, all of the churches today. This idea that the Antichrist is yet to come. But the Antichrist has been on the earth for many, many years. So um, we're back down to uh, where are we at here. Let's go back to Revelation 13. Oh, no. There we go. Uh, Verse 18. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is 603 score and six. That's that ubiquitous 666 that we see everywhere. That 666, incidentally, um, that vicarious Dei that I mentioned adds up perfectly to 666. And so does his other 20 some titles. Believe it or not, Vicarius filii dei incidentally adds up to 666 in three different languages. Uh Latin, Hebrew, and uh Greek, I believe. And incidentally, so does his other 20 some titles. Uh the Rom- the Romnish man, the uh the pontifex uh um, I, I I can't think of them all right now, but there's there's a lot of them, and they all intentionally add up to six six six. And I say intentionally because they made no mistake about it. The Vatican phone number zero zero six zero zero six zero zero six. All right, this is not a joke. This these people these people have done this on purpose. Now, if you go back to Babylon, the six six six, it was no mystery what these things meant. These numbers were very common amongst ancient Babylonians. And in fact very common amongst Romans themselves too. to this day they they dig up many hundreds of these little clay amulets that would hang around the neck and uh, they had numbers on them and no matter which way you added the numbers it would always come out to 666 and it was a it was a good luck charm that people carried around with them now if it just so happened that your name added up to 666 well you were considered a very special person you were counted amongst the gods and so It was intentional that these Roman pontifices, fixes, these Roman um, uh, kings uh, would would purposely come up with names that would add up to 666. And this gave them great credence, great, um, great clout. You know, it was a sign from from the gods that they were they were more than just mere mortal man. So uh, this is where this came from. And the Roman power, the Roman church has made no mistake in in coming up with these names for themselves that add up to 666. All right, enough of that. <clears throat> Let's go back to Revelation 14. And uh, so we're in verse six. And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred And Tongue and people this is a message that has to go to the whole world prior to the second coming of Christ Saying with a loud voice "Here's something we read prior fear God and give glory to him For the hour of his judgment is come by the way that fear God how many people are walking around? I mean in America, I I don't know about other countries, but in America We have all these guys walking around with these shirts. No fear. No fear. No fear, you know, and uh, well We should fear. We should fear God. Saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him for the hour of his judgment is come. Now this is interesting because there's a judgment going on right now. That's what this is saying. And worship him that made heaven, the earth and the sea and the fountains of water. Now who created the heavens and the earth and the sea and the fountains of water? Jesus, none other than Jesus Christ himself. And who gave us the Sabbath? None other than Jesus Christ himself. The Sabbath was a memorial of creation. It was on the seventh day. After he had finished his work of creation, he rested and he and he looked at creation. He called it good. It was very good. And there followed another angel saying, Babylon is falling, is fallen, is fallen. It says it twice, and that's, that's important to note. Uh, that great city, because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. Now, some more symbolism here, because Babylon, remember, it said it would never be rebuilt. Saddam Hussein, Hussein tried, but Desert Storm, of course, broke him. He, I think he got the front gate and some other little things finished, but there wasn't much to it. So Babylon has fallen, has fallen. It says it twice there. Now, the Bible does say that Babylon would never be rebuilt. You know, it'd be the habitation of jackals and owls would lodge in its palaces. It's funny because after they unearthed Babylon, they were doing a documentary I was watching. And um, the guy was standing on one of the little hills there in the midst of the city. And they were, you know, you could look out amongst the ruins and stuff. And sure enough, as the camera was panning through the ruins, a jackal jumped up and took off running. And uh, and so uh, fulfilling this very prophecy. Now, it has never been rebuilt, um, as I mentioned before. Uh, saddam hussein got somewhat into it but didn't really get much done before then going broke and he was also trying to stamp uh uh, saddam hussein you know babylon may it last forever um uh, because to this day you can find those same bricks and uh and they they all have nebuchadnezzar babylon may it last forever stamped on the bricks themselves but it did not last forever it fell now it says it's fallen twice here now. That's because there's a literal Babylon and there's a spiritual Babylon the word El, I might have. Um, I don't remember if we've gone over this before but L is uh, literally means the door to God Bab is a uh, door L Of course, we all know is God is the word for God the door to God Babylon is the city of the door to God and so this uh, this idea that there's another door to God there's another way to God there's a stairway to heaven if you will remember that song and uh, there's you know outside of what God offers us you know through the grace through his grace um, his unmerited favor that he has handed over to mankind mankind wants to do it himself he wants to earn heaven so that he can stand there and say that nobody has helped me I've done it all on my own this is a pride issue. Um an ego issue. That man seems to have I don't know what's so hard about giving your life up, but it apparently is extremely difficult. I guess it was for me too, come to think of it. It is for everybody. It's that it's that ins inward nature of ours to want to fight against this. So Babylon has fallen twice. Well, what's, you know, so this other door to God, the city to the other door of God. Now, in order to understand this, we have to go to Revelation 17, all right? <clears throat> and it talks about the great harlot here, and I'll, I'll read it. And there came a, one of the seven angels. Remember the castic structure? You, you know, we keep describing the same thing. That's what we're doing here. And there came one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters. Now, incidentally, a woman in Bible prophecy represents a church. I didn't come up with that. That's the Bible's definition of it. So this great whore, um, she's obviously not a good church. Uh, she's a bad church, and she sits upon many waters. Waters represent peoples, uh, nations, multitudes, and tongues. And so she's, she's obviously has a great uh, influence over the whole entire world, is what this sounds like, like you know, like a crooked church with a big influence. And she's being judged with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. All right. Now, the kings of the earth, obviously, um, are tied with this religious religio power that's very crooked that has worldwide influence. Any, Any images pop up yet? And the inhabitants have made been made drunk with the wine of her fornication fornication is simple that was a definition for um worshiping other gods and the wine of course is doctrine um and this doctrine is an intoxicating mix it's not the pure grape juice that jesus offers us so I carried me away in a spirit into the wilderness and i saw a woman sit upon a scarlet colored beast uh, Color scarlet's important. All right, and we talked about what a beast was. That's a nation. This is a church that sits on a nation Full of the names of blasphemy calling herself God claiming to forgive sins Having seven heads and ten horns and we'll get to that in a sec and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet color There's there's that chiastic structure a little bit more detail There's purple and scarlet a church that likes to wear purple and scarlet anything come to mind and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand full of the abominations and filthiness of her fornication. I, I would uh, admonish anybody to go and look at the official currency of, um, of the papacy. See what the picture shows there. It has a woman with a cup in her hand. She looks like a harlot. And uh, she's also very rich, according to this, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls. And upon her forehead, a name was written, mystery, Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots and the abomination of the earth. Okay, so mystery, Babylon, the great. So this other door to God, this other way to God, this is not the gospel we're talking about here. This is some filthy, um, you know, adulterated uh, abomination that, you know, they've come up with this idea. This is what many of the Protestants spoke of is is how, you know, the selling of indulgences and the baptism of, of infants and. And just more or less a complete distortion in, um, and pollution of the entire gospel itself. And it says here in verse 6, And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, persecuting power, and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And John must have been wondering with great admiration. I mean, what power? I mean, this was a church. It claimed to be a church of God. And here she is killing other Christians. This was astounding to John. He had not seen this in his day. He knew the pagans were killing Christians. He knew the Roman powers were killing Christians. But Christians killing Christians? This is absurd. But this woman, this, uh, this church that's crooked, that has worldwide domination, that is fornicating with the kings of the earth, um, uh, Mystery uh, Babylon, Uh, the great the mother of harlots and the abomination of the earth now so many things here so many symbols i mean if if we can't figure out who this is we must be totally blind he says and, and here's where the seven heads and 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 the ten horns come in and then the angel said unto me wherefore didst thou marvel i will tell thee the mystery of the woman and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and ten horns. The beast which thou sawest was, and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and shall go into perdition, and they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose names are not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world. When they beheld the beast that was, and is not, and yet is. All right? A little bit of a mystery there. And here is the mind which hath wisdom, the seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sitteth. You know of a church that sits amongst the city of the seven hills. You ever heard of the seven hills of Rome? Um, just saying. And there are seven kings. Five are fallen. One is and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh, he must continue in short space. Okay. Remember we talked about those nations. Those beasts. Those. Those. Uh, because there was Babylon. Medo-Persia. Greece. Rome. There's four. Modern day Europe. Right. And then there was, uh, amongst modern day Europe, it described, um, a, a pagan, uh, Romnish power that kind of was amalgamated into that system, which then, uh, carried itself over into a Christian, uh, power, which would make the sixth and then the seventh would be America itself. All right. Just so you know, um, and the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as of yet, but receiveth power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the lamb. Okay, war with Christianity. How do you make war with Christianity? The best way to do is just to join Christianity. How do you hide a diamond? You hide it in a big pile of broken glass. And the lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of Lords and Kings of and King of Kings, and they are. And they are with him. Excuse me, my tongue is getting tired. And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. And he saith unto me, The waters which thou sawest. Here we go. Remember, I told you what the waters were. The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. And the ten, ten kings which thou sawest upon the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh and burn her with fire. Um. This is kind of a description of the dark ages, more or less, Um, because there was the the church power. Basically, um, those nations of Europe at that time, which were 10, um, they didn't like her being in charge. And there was a lot of conflict during those dark ages, as you guys all know, if you know anything about history. And there was a there was a back and forth tug of war through through, you know, um, over a thousand year period there. For God hath put it in their hearts to fulfill his will and to agree and give their kingdom unto the beast until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city with reigneth over the kings of the earth. All right. So it's a church and a city. Can you think of a church and a city? All right. So let's go back to 14 and we're on verse 8. And there followed another angel saying Babylon is fallen is fallen says it twice Now that you know who the second Babylon is, it's going to fall, but not before it does its damage. That great city, remember, we just read that it was a city because she made all nations drink of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. This is more of that imagery. And the third angel followed them, saying with the loud voice of any man, worship the beast and his image and receiveth his mark in his forehead or in his hand. The same shall drink of the wine of wrath which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the Holy Angel and in the presence of the lamb and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. And they have no rest day or night who worship the image of his beast or worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. This image is a lack of rest. The image of the beast is a lack of rest. Where in God's law is there a rest? Well, simply put, it's the Sabbath. I mean, is this becoming clear enough? I mean, you know, when this was told to me, it, it was like a ton of bricks falling on my head. It was so clear. And if that ain't clear enough, verse 12 should really wrap it up for you. Here's the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. All you have to do is keep the commandments of God and you're safe from receiving the mark of the beast. This is what it's saying right here. All right. So Let's read that again Verse 11 and the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever and they have no rest day or night who worship The beast the worship the beast and his image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name Here's the patience of the Saints here are they that keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus. All right so Did you guys learn anything? This is a, a very interesting study, and um, the Protestant fathers that we had in this country or um, that came out of Rome, and eventually, you know, the, the Protestant uh, faith came to this country early on, those, those fathers, they, they, if you look at them singularly, like any one of the Protestants, didn't have the whole message, they didn't have the whole truth but what they did they were very well convicted of i mean you know the uh uh luther with his w- um w- with the aggregianses of the uh, of the selling of indulgences and 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 you know these different reformers they were coming out and 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 talking about the the uh the baptizing of imp- infants and the and the priests forgiving sins and and you know um you know how faith was was uh you know, salvation was through grace, uh, by faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. Um, and and all these important truths, because at the time the Catholics would make you believe that you had to go through this penitence, this uh, this system of of hurting yourself in order to gain God's approval. And uh, it just, it was exact, it was a distortion of, of how the Bible was, or how Jesus was, was you know, trying to bring salvation to the, to his people. So, you know, with everything that's going on in this world, it's, uh, it's little wonder. Um, there is a great economic, um, uh, there's going to be big economic problems in, 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 the, in the near future. Uh, we have a war in Ukraine right now. There's Ukraine and Russians fighting. It is my opinion that this is a big distraction that's uh, keeping our our minds occupied while other things are happening. You know, there's a lot of that on the news. There's really no good reporting at all from the news. And uh, it's no doubt that the papacy is going to intervene in all of this and bring about some peace. You know, they're going to be the heroes of it. While the multinational corporate media giants keep hiking the prices and limiting the goods to the world. It's already been said that there's going to be food shortages. Um, things like uh, fertilizer are at an all-time high, um, and with fuel prices and and food prices and 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 all you know, lumber. I, I bought a two by four the other day for seven and a half dollars. I've never paid that much for a two by four. Just several years ago, they were only two dollars and change which was still very high, I thought. Uh, sheet of plywood, $40. It used to sell for $7. Green New Deal, an energy-dependent world on the verge of a self-made crisis. Half the world is siding with big oil. Isn't that strange? Um, that's a clever way to, um, to deceive people, isn't it? To uh, create these crises and uh, to divide the people right down the middle. On, on party lines, which essentially they're just battling it out amongst themselves while the, the, the super wealthy and the elites of this world are getting away with murder. Pharma pitching huge profits on the tails of the vaccine sales. Um, big pharma, you know, it, it, again, it's kind of like big oil and, but they're saving mankind, right? They're, they're giving us uh, the option of, 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 um, uh, you know through fear of course that's they engender fear because that's how they get everybody to take the vaccine whether you agree with it or not that's that really is the end result of what they're trying to do gender inequality at war with gender and identity um I was watching how they now have males that claim to be females in the the fighting sports and uh they're beating up these women basically because they claim to be women and it's nothing more than a guy in a ring beating up a you know a dude beating up a chick really looks a lot like domestic violence to me but this is how distorted we become in our minds that we we view this as acceptable the amalgamation of man and beast have you guys heard of this it's an abomination unto God, you know. Have you heard of some of the things that Monsanto's been doing uh, with the... Now, they, I guess they've sold out to, to the Bear Aspirin Corporation. But uh, can, can you believe that they're, that they're taking cattle and pigs and splicing them with human genetics for the increase of, uh, of beef and pork production? They've taken the tomato and they've spliced um, genetics from fish into tomatoes to make them more cold weather resistant uh this is very strange uh science to me now uh we talked in the past about um how the dinosaurs had came about some you know there was there's some theory that perhaps the dinosaurs uh, were created by man amalgamating um different genetics and uh, coming up with these crazy, strange-looking beasts that we see in our fossil records now, you know that God basically had to destroy because there was too much violence on the on the earth, not just of mankind, but amongst the animals themselves too. And when we see these images of these beasts with these giant mouths and these huge teeth, and and it just looks like their only purpose is to just bite things. Um, how could God have created such such a thing? Um, perhaps He did. And perhaps it was a beast very different than what we imagine it to be. But, you know, or perhaps man, in fact, was doing what he is doing today. And he's playing with genetics and he's playing God and he's doing things that he should not be doing. Um, Men now are carrying babies in their bellies. Um, Robots are carrying babies and raising them. This is the. the the future of our society this is supposed to make it better Um, so what do you guys think Um, are we on the cusp of uh, a fantastic disaster Uh, how much more can mankind go on like it is now how much longer can we sustain this how much longer can we hold out Um, my guess is not much longer You know, the cup of iniquity is full and and God is going to return and he's going to purge the earth. And he has given an open invitation to anybody who wants to wants to, you know, side with him. You know, choose ye this day whom you shall serve. And it's through our actions that we do this. And it's through the keeping of God's commandments, which basically uh, develops God's own character within our hearts and within our lives. And that's my prayer for each and every one of us, folks, Um, anybody who's listening to this. And if you are still listening, thank you very much for sticking it out with me. And, um, you know, uh, I guess that's it for today. And we'll see you folks on the next one. Um, God bless. And um, you guys be safe out there. Again, this is uh, Prophecy Montana. And my name is Kerry Martin. Thank you so much. Bye bye.